Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, that looks at the effects of the coronavirus pandemic on banking. I'm Silvia Pavoni, economics editor, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Jose Vinales, who is the chairman of Standard Chartered. Jose, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. Let's talk about the implications of the coronavirus pandemic on banking directly. Uh, this is clearly not a banking crisis yet. Can it turn into one? Well, um, if the crisis lasts uh, for a long time, I think that the economy would be affected uh, well beyond what we are anticipating. And therefore, there would be a number of uh, financial institutions, both banks and, and non-banks, which will get uh, into trouble. So I think that, again, one needs to understand that not all banks are equal. Not all banks have similar uh, footprints. Not all banks have uh, similar initial strengths in terms of capital and liquidity buffers. But yes, the situation could be more uh, challenging uh, the longer the crisis lasts. So far, I think uh, banks have been uh, part of, of, of the solution rather than part of the problem, as it was in the global financial crisis. And I think that banks are playing a very important role uh, and should keep playing this role in supporting the economy, in supporting the economic, uh, in supporting the economic recovery. Uh, that, of course, uh, is helped by the much better uh, capital and liquidity situation with which banks started uh, at the beginning of this uh, at the beginning of this crisis. I should also mention that banks are uh, also uh, doing important things in helping fight the COVID-19 pandemic by earmarking uh, specific resources for that. So for example, at Santa Charter, beyond all of the financing that we do, we have earmarked an additional uh, $1 billion to support those uh, firms which are producing goods and services which are most needed in the pandemic, like for example, uh, medical equip- equipment and, and, and drugs and so on. And we're providing this financing at uh, preferential rates, meaning at non, not, not a profit for the bank. So I think that banks can do a lot uh, in fighting the health uh, pandemic, but also in helping the economy and helping the, uh, the, the recovery that we will have hopefully after this recession is over. So how much more can they do? Of course, they, as you rightly point out, not only the Charter, but many others have done, um, uh, have taken significant and uh, and important steps, including um, a reduction of uh, uh, of uh, uh, pay uh, for, for top earners. Uh, but uh, NPL provisions, of course, have been growing and they have exploded, really, in the first quarter of uh, 2020. Uh, for Standard Chartered uh, as well, um, and for many other banks that serve the the areas that have been worst hit by this pandemic. I know it's very difficult to um, to uh, forecast what's going to happen next, but of course, economic expectations for the second quarter aren't rosy at all. So should we expect uh, provisions again to rise in the second quarter of this year? I think the uh, logical thing would be that given that the... Um, that the second quarter, in terms of the economic numbers in many countries, is going to be worse than the first uh, quarter because it's in the second quarter that in many countries the pandemic is going to hit the most. That you will see for many banks that loan impairments uh, will 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 uh, you know will will increase 
in the uh, in the second quarter. And all uh, things will also very much depend on uh, what uh, what what's happening to the economic outlook because the provisions that bank banks take have to do with the loans which have gone bad and also with uh, what may happen in the future. So there is a precautionary element in these uh, provisions, of course, uh, which has to do with loans which are not bad, but which are at risk of becoming bad in the future. And that may happen or not, depending on what the uh, economic situation is. So I think that, yes, it's natural for loan impairments to keep adding. What is not clear is during the rest of the year, uh, the speed at which uh, additions are going to take place. And if what we think uh, it's finally realized, the general consensus that in the second half of the year, there would be a sort of gradual economic recovery taking, taking place in many countries. This is something which is going to take a bit the pressure of provisions in the second half, even if in the first half, uh, those numbers may be, may be high. But again, there is a principle of prudence applying provisions because not just the loans that went bad, but those which are at risk for the future, risk which may or may not materialize, but you take it into account already. Okay, let's talk about emerging markets. Of course, the Chartered is based in London, but it is an emerging market specialist. What can we expect for the remaining of the year coming out of emerging market in terms of uh, not only those economies, um, the implications for their health systems and, of course, livelihoods of, of uh, people and businesses there, but also the banks that serve those markets? Well, I think that there is uncertainty about emerging markets as well as uh, for advanced economies regarding the evolution of the pandemic and its economic impact. But I would like just to refer to something that I found very interesting and which squares well also with our direct experience in our markets, given that Standard Chartered is, is very present in, in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East, which is that if you look at the year 2020, the present year, uh, the IMF a couple of weeks ago uh, had a forecast that the world growth would be negative, minus 3% in 2020. Advanced economies would have minus 6.1% and emerging markets and developing economies minus 1%. So there is a big difference between the negative impact on the emerging markets, which is much less than on advanced economies. And from the point of view of the bank, given that we generate uh, a lot of our uh, or most of our uh, money out of emerging markets, this is good news. Also, another good news, uh, particularly for uh, emerging markets in Asia, where we generate 70% of our income, is that emerging market Asia would be the only uh, area in the world, economic area, with a positive growth rate in 2020, 1%. And also, if you look at 2020, the recovery in emerging markets is going to be stronger. Growth rates are going to be stronger in emerging markets and particularly in Asia. So I think that the fact that, you know, a number of banks like us in particular have such a diversified footprint and those of us which have a strong foothold in Asia, I think that this is something that bodes well. So emerging markets are coming out of this crisis according to these forecasts better this year and next year compared to advanced economies. Thank you so much for your comments, Jose. Thank you very much.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 